Welcome back. I am so excited that you have joined me again in the Aligned Womb, Aligned You podcast. I'm Kate Nagai, and I am your host and womb guide on this journey. I'm here to help you to lean into the language of your menstrual cycle so that you can align yourself and awaken and activate to your womb wisdom to live the most inspired life. I am so excited to jump into this episode and to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. This week, I wanted to share some insight that I had during my last menstruation, my last bleed. And our bleed time, if you remember from last week's conversation, can be a really potent time for inspiration or problem solving in the sense that our brain is in this really unique place where intuition is really heightened. And so sometimes we get these aha moments or these answers to solutions that we don't know really where they come from. And so last week when I was in my bleed, I had this really big epiphany when I was doing my hair and getting ready in the morning um, that kind of came in. And it it actually came in when I was brushing my teeth because... Stay with me because it's all related here. Um, when I was brushing my teeth, I have one tooth that, oh my gosh, it's probably six years ago now, five or six years ago now, that I went to the dentist just for my annual checkup, just for a cleaning. And when the cleaning was happening, the dentist was examining my teeth, there was one tooth that was a slightly discolored. And so they tested it and it turned out that the tooth was dead. The nerve endings were no longer responding in the tooth. And his response to it was, we have to send your file to a specialist and the specialist is going to contact you immediately. And we have to address this problem immediately because if we don't address this tooth issue it is going to get infected. We're going to have to pull it. There's going to have to be a root canal. And we want to be able to save you all that pain and that emergency visit by addressing it now. And in that moment, I felt this wave of deep, intense fear seep into my whole body. Like, And it was just a tooth. I remember thinking like the world felt like it was coming in and crashing on me. It felt like I was going to somehow suffer so greatly if I didn't deal with this in a hot moment. And I remember walking out of there very panicked. And I was really in this unrealistic state of fear for a few hours. (laughs) And there was this moment that when I was in that fear after a few hours, that the memory came back in, that this was the exact same fear and panic that I felt when I found out that I was going to struggle to have children, when I went to the IVF clinic and they told me that my chances of getting pregnant successfully, naturally, were pretty much non-existent. And that my only answer was to go in and have surgery done, remove body parts, and that I would only be able to use IVF to ever be able to achieve a pregnancy. And I remember walking out of that appointment going, oh my gosh, like what's going on? And so in this moment where I was in this deep fear over this simple little tooth that was just a little discolored, I remember going into that panic and then relating it back to the same panic I felt when I was on my infertility journey. And the beautiful thing is that when I connected the felt sense in my body to that same felt sense of this other experience, I was able to go, whoa, wait a moment. 
this fear is very irrational. This fear is not logical. This fear is actually not based upon any real truth. Yes, it's based upon maybe scientific experiences that lead to statistics, but as we know, we are individual human beings and we don't always fit in a random selected group for a statistic. And we can beat those odds. Statistics are not about our story. They are about looking at an overgeneralization of a population. And so when I was able to pull back and see that, I was actually able to laugh at myself and go, whoa, that was pretty ridiculous over a tooth. And needless to say, that's five or six years later, the the specialist never contacted me. I never got booked in for appointment. And I actually hid from the dentist for about three years and never got a cleaning done again because I was like, I don't, I don't want to go in that fear spiral again. And so it's been like, what, four or five years now? And it was probably even five, now that I think about it, five years. Um, and my tooth is still there. And the reason why this hit me this morning was because as I was brushing my teeth and seeing that it's still that slight discoloration on that, on my uh, right side, I was like, it's still there and it's still causing me no problems. I would not even know there's something wrong with it besides the fact that it's a little discolored and I'm a-okay. In fact, I found a new dentist (laughs) in the past year and a half um, who told me, yeah, no, we won't worry about it until it becomes an actual problem. If it ever becomes a problem, it may never become a problem. So totally different perspective than the original dentist. And it was like, if it really bothers you, we can bleach it and it can be super bright and white like the rest of your teeth and we won't ever have to worry about it until it becomes an issue. Um, Which is interesting because my response then was like, no, this is part of my story. I don't need it bleached. I don't feel like I need to alter the aesthetics, at least not at this point in my life, um, where I feel like it's bothering me. I'll just let it be part of my identity and who I am. So when I was brushing my teeth and I seen this discoloration in the tooth and it brought me back to that story, there was this intuitive hit that happened, this this aha moment of me really starting to reflect. And this is where I'm talking about where the power of menstruation is, is that like this wasn't something that I was like, what should I talk about today? Or what should I think about today? It just popped into my head. And the thought was how medicine and what we know to be medicine is very much a masculine approach to healing the body. And we've talked about this in a previous episode of like the over-medicalization of the female body, but this is a little bit different of a topic. I want to explore this idea how medicine itself as an art or as a healing form is very much deeply rooted in a masculine approach, a masculine energetic approach. And I've never researched this because this is just all flooding in, is that I'm guessing that what we know of medicine today was very much developed and categorized and crafted out of the patriarchal system where we had to have a power dynamic of someone being an authority and putting their set standards upon another population, meaning the patient. 
And it's not, and I'm not here to knock medicine because medicine is needed, but it's about seeing the difference in the approaches. And so when I sat with that and going, wow, you know, you're right. Medicine is kind of very masculine, which makes sense because masculine energy is about fixing. It's about analytics. It's about knowledge, right? Knowledge is based in science. So medicine and its approach to healing, which is not necessarily bad, but it's an approach is that it needs to fix. It needs to sense a problem, tear apart the problem, and find the solution through evidence, right? So it's very much a, we're going to just target the situation and fix the situation, which when we're often in a fixing state, at least as a, as a woman and as someone who's deeply rooted in feminine energy, I sometimes feel like when I go into that fixing state, it's because it's stemming and coming from a place of fear, of insecurity, of unknown, an uncomfortableness. Now, so when I sat with this and I thought about it, I'm like, well, what would be the opposite? And for me, the opposite, feminine energy, feminine medicine, and by feminine medicine, I don't mean women's medicine. I mean medicine that is really owning and operating from feminine energy, from the lens of feminine energy, which feminine energy is about wisdom. It's about knowledge is, it's already been proven and we know it to be true. Wisdom is not knowing, but yet knowing. So wisdom is about nurturing. It's about curiosity. It's about exploration. And when I thought about that, and how, what would be the feminine definition of medicine or what would be the feminine container for medicine? It was like, so, it was so there for me. It was so intuitive, complementary medicine. What we know is what some people call alternative. Some people call complementary. Some people call woohoo. <laughs> all of that medicine, it all comes from a place of curiosity, of actually seeing an imbalance and going curious. That is really interesting. That's happening. My body is speaking to me. Let's try to decode the message and let's figure out the solution or let's figure out how we can bring it back into healing. So it's no longer about I'm going to fix and I'm going to this place of fear to fix. Instead, it's going into a place from curiosity of going, this is interesting. What can I do or what is the root cause that I can create healing? And so examples of this would be naturopathic medicine. It would be acupuncture. It would be Reiki, any kind of energy healing. You know, I personally do both Reiki with crystal healing, and then I also do something called womb entunements and womb healing, which are all energy practices on bringing the womb back into balance, bringing the energy centers and really heightening the, the feminine energy in the body for healing. So for me, the masculine approach to medicine would be what we're living in and what's creating this state of fear. And what I often really veer off to is more of this feminine approach, which I totally appreciate, which doesn't mean that it's not true. It's just a different approach. It's usually a longer journey, to be completely honest. But whenever I feel something out of balance in my body, my first go-to is usually 
my yoga practice, acupuncture, and my naturopathic doctor. And, you know, one thing I really truly appreciate about my naturopathic doctor is often when we're looking at anything, any way that the body's talking to us, like, and this is what I love about, you know, seeing a naturopath is that it's not a 15 minute appointment. It's usually an hour to an hour and a half appointment where it's like, okay, well, what's been going on since the last time we've seen you? Tell me your whole story. And as I'm talking, layers upon layers are coming out from emotional stuff that may be happening in my life to, you know, stuff that's coming through with stress or work or, you know, the physical symptoms of my body. We explore it all. And then from there, we kind of like play around with like, well, what could be happening in the body? What could be the imbalance? And then she muscle tests all the things that she's suggesting for me. So we will muscle test every vitamin before I go on it to see if my body actually wants it or not wants it. And I think it's so beautiful that there's this interaction of, you know, working with my body and asking it what it wants and then trying to give it that and not necessarily going, okay, this is the only solution for you. Instead, it's like, you are a human being, you're individual. What is, what is, potentially your full medicine. So bringing this back full circle, when we go back to that tooth example here, is that when I went to go see the dentist, he approached me in a way of setting fear into my system, into my nervous system, that made me then want to jump to an immediate solution. Because fear doesn't necessarily know what's life and death and what's just potentially a problem or an issue. So my nervous system went right to a place that this tooth issue was life and death situation. I felt ramped up. I could definitely feel the stress cortisol coming into my body. And I went into a place of anxiousness for hours thinking about how I was going to go into an episode of deep pain if I didn't get this resolved ASAP, right? And so his approach was very masculine and setting fear. And then putting me through an experience with a specialist, with pulling the tooth, which is kind of like a surgery, I guess you could say in some ways, doing a root canal, all these big things. We were getting ahead of the cart. Where once I was able to actually relate to the experience, see how it felt from a different experience and know that I healed my fertility journey through a different lens, through holistic medicine, through more of that complementary practices or alternative medicine route, I could see value in going, no, you know what? I don't have to be panicked right now. I can sit in that my body has given me a sign that something happened in my body. The tooth is now dead. But what can I do to keep all other systems at bay and trust that my body has the potency and power to, you know, keep itself healthy, to create maintenance, even with this tooth that could potentially someday create an infection? And when I think about this idea of the medicine that we're living in today being very masculine in its approach versus the feminine is that a lot of what we're seeing in women's health, a lot of what we're seeing with menstrual disorders and cycle issues like painful periods, abnormal periods, endometriosis, fibroids, anything that you want to label it as. When we see all of this, we often go to our doctor out of fear and out of brokenness, and we need to be fixed because we haven't been given the tools to listen to the language of our womb or the language of our cycle 
to understand what it's needing, what is out of balance and how to bring it back in. And we haven't really been trust or taught how to trust our body and that balance can be established again by tuning into our own inner knowing. So we go to someone else and say, fix me. And in doing so, we're often prescribed the birth control pill or antidepressants, but we're actually not getting to heal what the body wants healed. We're just creating an experience where we no longer, we turned off the senses, we turned down the volume of the issue, so we no longer have to hear it. So we've actually haven't healed it, we just numbed it, so we never have to experience it. And a lot of my approach and a lot of what I explore and a lot of the collaboration projects that I do with so many different complementary therapies with other practitioners is helping women to see and understand the four phases of their cycle, understand how their womb might be talking to it, our, talking to ourselves during our bleed days, during our menstruation, and how we can take that language and start to see how we can bring balance back in. Now, balance can be brought in through yoga practices and movement, which is my specialty. It can be brought in through nutrition, which there's tons of amazing nutritionists working out in the field on balancing your hormones through food. We just had Madeline McKinnon on at the beginning of this this Aligned Womb Aligned You podcast. I think she was episode five or six, where she talked about nutrition. We can use supplements and herbs through naturopathic medicine. We can use acupuncture with needles. There's so many ways that we can help the body create balance, to recalibrate itself when it is something that is out of balance. Now, here's the thing, and I remember there being this documentary on Netflix called Heal, and they said it so beautifully. I can't remember who it was on there. I think it might have been, oh, I think it was Dr. Bruce Lipton, but I can't quite remember. But I remember one of the physicians that was on this Heal documentary said, where Western medicine or conventional medicine or the medicine that we know today or the medicine that I'm calling masculine medicine, <laughs> what we know it to be good at is in case of an actual emergency where something needs immediate fixing. So an example of that would be like a broken bone. Um, any kind of structural damage in the body, then yes, we would want... Met this masculine energy to come in and fix it. We need it fixed in those cases. But when it comes to imbalances, when it comes to dis-ease, so where something's off in the body, and when something energetically is off or there's an imbalance with any system in the body or with hormones and chemicals in the body, that is when disease can come in. But disease is really a byproduct of dis-ease in the body, if we look at it from that point of view. And so when there is dis-ease or imbalance in the body, this is where we can use those complementary therapies and medicine and different approaches and lenses to get curious about 
what is off in my body and what practices and what aids can I bring in to help the body reestablish its homeostasis, its balance, and that's that it can heal itself. Because here's the truth, is that our body is so bloody and intelligent. It can heal itself. Our body was built to heal itself. Our cycle, our menstrual cycle, was built or implanted into the body or crafted or whatever you want to call it, was given to us as a purification system in the body. Every cycle, when our bleed comes, it is pulling out the impurities. It is getting rid of anything that needs to be removed from the body and bringing balance back in. So when we have these menstrual conditions, there's something that's out of balance that we need to bring back into balance. So the whole point of this conversation and what I kind of want to leave you with And I want you to digest it. And I want you to explore this idea in your body is when something is manifesting in my body, when something is screaming at me or appearing in my body, can I look at it in that moment and go, is it a structural issue that needs physical repairing or is my body out of balance in some way? And is it trying to talk to me through these symptoms that are presenting? And I'm, am I open enough to be super curious about it that I can begin to explore how I can help the body, how I can assist it so that it can recalibrate and bring itself back into balance? Knowing that I'll probably need resources. I will probably need tools. I will probably need something outside of maybe myself to help me in the moment to bring it back because the work is long. When we heal the body, the journey is a little bit longer because we're not only healing the symptoms, we're slowly healing the layer so that we can get to what the root causes that's creating all these symptoms in the body. So as we heal one symptom, another one might appear. And sometimes we need aid with that. I won't lie. When I have a migraine, because I am a day away from my period, I do not sit in the pain. I try other things. I try some movement. I try rolling out my back. I try yoga practices. I try breathing techniques. And if it's still throbbing and I can't get through it and I need to function for the day, I will take an Advil. I'm not trying to be no superhero. But I also know that when that migraine comes, it's because something was out of whack for probably more than one cycle. I probably started an unhealthy pattern for two or three cycles that is now manifested in my body of creating these migraines because I don't get them every cycle. I get them probably two times a year, which always tells me something's out of whack. And then I go back into, let's reframe, look at my cycle, and I work hard at nurturing my cycle the next few months and the migraines don't come back again. So I invite you, to sit with it, to sit with when I get the information, when I get my diagnosis, if it's putting me in a fear spiral, can I look at where that fear is coming from? And can I look at, am I feeling broken? And who can I bring on my team to help me feel less broken and to help empower me? I think that's another key aspect. 
Because a lot of times what I have found with the masculine approach to medicine is that it's a lot of me surrendering myself to somebody else and saying, you fix me, giving them all my power. But when I go into approaching it from more of that feminine lens with medicine, when I go to see my naturopathic doctor, or when I go to see my acupuncturist, it's always interesting. They're like, so tell me what's going on. They don't really care about the diagnosis. They want to hear what my body is trying to tell them. And they let me explore the healing journey. They will talk to me. We go on this long conversation. They do what their specialty is. And then when it's done, they ask me, so how does that feel in your body now? Do you feel any shifts? Do you feel any changes? And then when I come in to see them for my follow-up, it's like, so what has shifted now? They're always looking for my experience. They're not telling me my experience. It's very different. One system tells you what you can expect and puts the fear in you. The other one tells you nothing (laughs) and lets you go on the journey and expects you to tell them the journey. They want to hear it from your mouth. They don't really give the advice back to you, if that makes sense. So I invite you, look at how you're approaching what's happening in your body, whether it's from the common cold to painful periods to seasonal allergies to broken bones, whatever your case might be. Whenever something comes into your system, into your body, reflect, does this need immediate attending to because it's a structural or am I ready to go on a journey where I can get curious and see how I can heal this on a deeper level to really bring a whole new found sense of empowerment in my wellness? Because that is what my fertility journey fertility journey brought to me. My fertility journey brought me to this place of deep brokenness where I seeked medical assistance, did not get the support that I was hoping for emotionally. And it broke me enough that I was like, no, I'm not going back to that because you couldn't hold space for me. And then I found this whole other world of complementary medicine and I have never gone back. Now, don't get me wrong. I have definitely showed up in doctor's offices. I have definitely showed up in Emerge. In fact, you know, my son was having a hard time breathing just a few months ago. We went to Emerge. That is a structural issue. I needed to know what was going on that he was having such a hard time breathing because he had bronchitis. So we needed that address because he needed help breathing. My daughter, she was having extreme heart murmurs a few years ago. I didn't mess around with that. I took her straight to the eMERGE. We got an ECG done. We figured out what was going on with her heart. And then I talked to my naturopathic doctor about what can I do to help support her healing journey. So you can use them together. It's not one system or the other. You find these ways of listening to your body of like, what is it that I exactly need? Get the information from that source and then maybe go explore the other source. And what do I need there? And how can I meld them together to create the healing journey that I need. So for myself, I know going back to brushing my teeth that if that tooth ever starts to bug me, I know why I had, I had a dentist tell me exactly what was going on in my mouth. I know why it's going to hurt if it starts to hurt. I also know what I will need to do in that moment. But I also know that in the meantime, until that comes to be, or if it ever comes to be, I'm doing all these other things to support my body in so many healthy ways 
that might never be the case. And that's totally cool. But at least now I have both approaches and I'm not living in a place of fear anymore. So I hope this has landed somehow for you. I hope this has been a little bit inspiring. You know, this is... (laughs) This is what happens in my brain during my menstruation every cycle is usually there's like this aha way of reframing my own life. And I really felt called to share this thought process that I had with you that came to me in the morning as I brushed my teeth out of nowhere, unplanned, and just reveling in the beauty of sometimes the medicine of menstruation is just these aha moments that made me just feel more whole more seen, made myself feel like I could love myself a little bit deeper, just deeper inner knowing. I love my period for this kind of wisdom and knowledge that comes through. No, not knowledge. Let me correct that. For this wisdom that comes through unexpectedly every menstruation. And it's just because I create open space for it to come through. So enjoy your menstruation, celebrate your menstruation, and start to explore your relationship to your health and wellness. For way too long as women, we have been guided to hate our menstrual cycle and to curse our hormones. We have lost the art of seeing the inner power of being cyclical. So if this podcast is inspiring you and waking up a new curiosity of how your cycle can be your superpower, I invite you to check out the She Sisterhood. This is a monthly membership that will align you to your unique rhythm through aligned womb yoga practices, cycle coaching on how to weave your cycle wisdom into everyday life, and to be part of a community of women that are awakening to their inner power. Remember, womb wisdom equals connection to self, which ultimately equals inspired living. And if you love this episode, Don't forget to rate and review. I love seeing how this information is transforming your life.